Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. I had this idea that I wanted to talk about different facets of spirituality because spirituality isn't one just big la la, ain't we all happy kind of thing. And I thought I'd make a series of it, but I'm not going to promise you that because the ideas for these podcasts kind of come and go. So today I want to talk about some of the hard parts of being spiritual or trying to live a spiritual life. This brings to mind a cartoon that I have. In the first panel, there are people sitting around like in a business meeting, and someone is saying, all right, team, how do we grow spiritually? And in the next panel, one person says love and light, and one person says positive vibes only. And the third person is sitting there kind of leaning on the table saying, own our own stuff and stop projecting. And in the next two panels, the leader of the group is frowning at him. And in the last panel, they show him being thrown out the window. This is so accurate on on many levels because there is this idea that if you're going to be spiritual, then you should always be about love and light and positive vibes only. But the truth is, if you're going to be really in touch with who you are as a human being, to get to your spirituality, you have to deal with the hard stuff as well. Walking around just saying, la la la, everything is okay, and I'm going to affirm myself into a into ecstasy doesn't work because we live in a material plane and stuff happens. We are human beings and we have emotions. And even though those emotions are transient, they are real to us. Now I want to give an example. I had an experience a couple of weeks ago where someone came up to me and they said, they said that I looked like I had lost weight and they meant it as a compliment And the truth is, is something has changed with my body. I did stop eating sugar and I did stop eating some other things. I have not in the least bit started exercising anymore, but I do look a little bit different. And I'd been thinking about those conversations and I realized that I was uncomfortable with those conversations, partly because I just don't want to talk about my body. And then I thought about it a little more and I thought one of the reasons is, is I don't think at least here in the United States, that is, it seems almost impossible to have a healthy conversation about weight, especially with women, because it's either, um, I don't know, it just, it, it never seems healthy. And so I had been thinking about this and a woman walked up to me at church about two weeks ago. And she made a comment about it. And she was someone that I felt very comfortable with. And I said, you know, I'm not really comfortable having these kinds of conversations. And she kind of took a step back. And I said, but the reason is, and I talked about how I don't feel like they can be healthy conversations. And she came back and she, she, talked about her idea of, of, I don't know, body image. And we just got into this great conversation about how we all judge each other by what our bodies look like and um, how it is healthy or not healthy and what we notice and what we don't notice and what we say and what we don't say to people. It was, a, it was an uncomfortable conversation because she was very much looking at herself and how she she said that she's often commenting to people about their weight. Isn't it wonderful that you've lost weight or whatever? And 
I was uncomfortable because I was being honest with her and saying, I don't really want to talk about this. I understand why you're seeing it. And I'm not, and I was not in any way trying to make her wrong. And she got that. So we got through the conversation. We went our separate ways. And I thought, what a gift that she was willing to stand there and be uncomfortable and continue the conversation with me. And it helped me sort out what I will say to people from now on if they, if they mention anything about the way I now look. And one of the answers, and it is true, is that I'm also dressing differently. That conversation I had helped me clarify my own feelings and my own ideas about the situation. And it showed me that I can have an uncomfortable conversation with someone and we both will live. And I didn't write to her. I saw her the next Sunday and I walked up to her and I said, I want to thank you for that conversation, for that really uncomfortable conversation that we had. And she said, yeah, I was uncomfortable too, but it's made me really think about how often I make comments about people's weight or bodies or whatever it was and how much we all do focus on that. And she said, but it was an uncomfortable conversation and we didn't walk away from it. And I said, that was the coolest part. We trusted each other enough to have that conversation. For my part, just being able to have an uncomfortable conversation with someone at church because there's that little bit of a divide. You know, I've got the title of minister and I most often feel like I just need to smile and say thank you and move on. But this was a person I trusted and I am so very grateful for that conversation. So you might be wondering how this relates to spirituality. It relates in two ways. One is about our focus on the material and the physical, and the other has to do with the idea that everything has to be all light and happiness and joy. So let's go back to the material first. Of course, we're going to notice bodies. Of course, we're going to notice everything in the material and physical, because that's what we see. That's what we experience every day. That's what's real to us on an everyday basis. The spirituality part comes in is when we are able to say, okay, this is what is manifesting in front of me right now. And the question isn't whether it's real or not, it's whether it's true or not, and whether it's permanent or not. And then does it, how much does it matter? How much does it really matter if I am five or 10 pounds lighter or heavier than I was the day before? How much does that matter in the great scheme of things? And how much does it affect me as a spiritual being? It doesn't change me whom I am. It doesn't take anything away or add to the essence of who I am or the essence of who you are. The material aspect is simply a a the way we are manifesting in any one moment. And it's important to understand that because I could be manifesting as a frustrated, very tired person in one moment. I could go take a nap and come out being this calm, focused, and ready to go for it person. So understanding that the material, the physical is transient while acknowledging that it's very real to you and that your feelings about it are real is it true? Is it, is it the core of being? That's the question. 
I don't think I phrased that very well, but I'm not going to go back and edit it because part of what I'm talking about is the imperfections that we all carry. They're not imperfections. They're just who we are. You know, I have seen people walk up to someone and say, oh my goodness, you've lost so much weight. You look so good. You must be proud of yourself. When in fact that person was coping with a diagnosis of terminal cancer. When we judge the material, when we judge the physical, when we make assumptions about it, we are overlooking who's inside there. We are overlooking the truth of our being, of the being of other people, of animals, of the entire planet, you know, the the, the rocks and the trees and the oceans. I mean, we are overlooking all of that if we only focus on the physical aspect of them. I can look at water and I can see that maybe it's polluted, but I don't necessarily have to reject, I'm not going to drink the water, obviously, but I'm not going to reject the water as not being a value of the world just because there's, we've polluted it. It's still water, it's still holy, it's still sacred. And each one of us is holy and sacred. Every thing on this planet is sacred and holy and deserves that level of respect. And when we're only judging from that physical manifestation, we're not only selling them them short, we're selling ourselves short as well. Because if I'm looking at you and judging you by your physical appearance, and it's not that I don't do that, we all do it, it's natural. But if I get stuck in it, I'm also judging myself. I'm making comments about myself. I'm revealing, you know, my earth plane shallowness, shall we say. So there's benefit in slowing down and thinking about what we're doing and saying before we do it. You know, if you see someone and you probably really do think that they've lost weight and they look really good, all you really have to say is you look wonderful today. You don't have to comment on what what the genesis of the looking good is because the person could be looking really good even if they were that extra 10 pounds heavier, right? It doesn't really have anything to do with the size of their body or it doesn't have anything to do with how they're dressed or what kind of car they're driving or what kind of job they have. They're a spiritual being. There's this beautiful light that, that lives within each person. And yeah, I will agree that that light shines brighter in some people than others. But if we really want to walk the spiritual path, our job is to acknowledge that we live in a material and a spiritual world and to look for the spirituality in everything. That doesn't mean now that we're walking around going, la, 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 everything is wonderful and uh, there's no problems. And even if a problem comes, I'm just going to pretend like it's not there because that is not how it works. This material world presents us with material obstacles. It presents us with challenges. It presents us with lots of joy as well. But nobody has ever said that life is easy or life is fair and that we aren't going to have to work at things. The more spiritually oriented you become, some I swear sometimes you end up with more challenges for a while, or they seem bigger. And I think it's partly because we sort of expect, well, I'm on a spiritual path now, things are going to get easier. 
But I looked up the definition of spirituality in a dictionary because I was just kind of curious what they say. It says, the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. Well, yeah, that's true. I agree with that. But when we are talking here about being a spirituality, we're talking about actually being in tune with your soul, knowing that you have a soul and learning to be in tune with it because we have our human aspect and we have our soul aspect. And it is when they are working in harmony, when they are working together, that we are at our highest and best. And it is when we have challenges that we need our human aspect and our soul aspect to be in harmony so that we can work through those challenges in the highest and best way we can. It does not mean that we're not going to be unhappy for a while. It doesn't mean that we're not going to be in pain. It doesn't mean that we're not going to not like what's going on for a while. It does mean that we may have more tools to work with because we have focused on something beyond the physical. We know that there is a truth behind every single thing that is happening. And when we start to say, okay, here's what where we are right now, and the truth of the matter is probably something different. So what, what can I do in this moment to either change what's going on or cope with it better or just maybe take a few minutes to know that it will change, and there's all, actually nothing to do in that moment. Those are all ways to to deal with it. You know, when I had that hard conversation with this lovely woman, it was, I can't tell you how uncomfortable we were, both were. And I could tell that even when we had the second conversation, she was still sort of feeling like she should apologize. And um, I kind of felt like I should apologize for putting her in the position of having had the conversation. At the same time, by the time we had the finished the second conversation where we said, wow, we didn't walk away from it. We were both still kind of uncomfortable, but we were kind of proud of ourselves as well. We faced it and we still like and appreciate each other. In fact, we probably bonded a little bit more because we did this thing together and she was saying that we should probably have an entire discussion group around the kinds of things that we were talking about. So not only did we each learn a lot from that experience, there was a seed planted for something else that who knows what will grow out of that. And that is the value of doing the difficult stuff, of doing the hard stuff, of acknowledging that just because you're on a spiritual path doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. And that if you're on a spiritual path saying, okay, I've got this. Now you may not feel like you've got it, but on one level you do, because if you're accepting that, okay, it's going to be difficult. I see that. What's true? What's transient? You know, what's, what is the permanence underneath it? And the permanence underneath of it is the spirituality, is the light, is the love, is the joy. On top is the stuff. It's the, 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 the dirt, the debris, the, the junk that's floating around in the material plane. And when you come together with both of those perspectives, all right, I see the junk. Here's my spiritual broom. I'm going to start sweeping it away. 
And again, that spiritual broom doesn't just mean all sweetness and light and we pretend like it's not happening. That broom does some real work, whether it's with prayer or affirmations or simply putting one foot in front of the other, doing what you can do in the moment. And sometimes the only thing you can do is what you're doing in this very moment and you may not know what's going to happen next. This hard converse, this conversation that we had was kind of like that because we were both so uncomfortable and we kind of didn't know what to say, but we still had a lot to say and we said it anyway. And again, part of that was our trust. Part of that was just we're both very determined people and we were going to finish what we started. And this conversation is just a, such a good example of how we get into things. And it's not always a conversation. Sometimes it's a much deeper relationship. It might be a situation in your work or any place where you get uncomfortable. Take a step back. Think about how you're feeling. Feel like if you want to run away from it. Allow yourself to have that feeling. But then maybe what you do next is plant your feet, take a breath, and say, I can do this. And then you ask, you just actually ask spirit to help walk you through it. Show me what to do. Show me what to say. Show me the next step in this process and breathe through it. Breathe and know that when you are connected with your soul, with your spirit self, you are not alone and you are not doing it alone. That If you stop and listen, if you breathe, that the right words, the right actions will come through to you. Now that I've said all that sweetness and light, I will tell you there are times to walk away. There are times when I'm just kind of gobsmacked of whatever's going on, and I feel like, you know what, I can't address this right now. I need to walk away from it and think about it. And that's perfectly okay, because you are listening to your spirit then as well. You are listening, paying attention, and rather than stand there and do or say something really inappropriate or stupid or something that will make it worse, retreating is absolutely a completely honorable spiritual action. It's the awareness. The more aware we become of spirit the more aware we become of what's really going on inside us, the more spiritually led we will become. I'm not even sure that the term I'm spiritual or being spiritual is a good term, and I'll probably do a podcast on that eventually. But when we are spiritually guided, when we are spiritually connected, when we know who we are at least for one moment out of the day, I'm not saying that we all know who we are in reality all the time because we're too human, we're too involved in this material plane. But if you can have that realization for even one or two moments in the day, that is a miracle, that is a gift, because you can run off of that for quite a while. And this actually makes me think about when you are looking at a car and you say, what kind of gas mileage does it get? I'm thinking about how many spiritual miles do I get out of one minute of meditation? (laughs) And honestly, that even one minute of meditation will carry you a very, very long way. 
And of course, the more that you can be quiet or do whatever internal practice that you have, it will, it will serve you so well and it will last you a very long time. There is a book called The One Minute Meditation, and I can tell you that it is extremely effective just that one minute of concentrated quiet of internal contemplation. It's worth it. And your spiritual mileage will go way up and you will be better prepared to handle those difficult conversations, those difficult situations, because they are going to come along. That is an aspect of spirituality. In my definition of spirituality, it means that we live this life fully on all levels, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. And so learning to deal with the difficult stuff with as much grace as you can muster in any one moment is probably one of the most spiritual things that you can do. And it serves not only you, but the rest of the world. I wish you an amazing and graceful week. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.